0: for everyone in relationships, like that's a really important question to ask yourself is like, do I like the person that I am in this relationship? And is it making me happy? Do I feel respected and loved?
1: Welcome to today's episode of Feelings State of Mind. I just wanted to say happy Pride month. I know I haven't said that and it's been Pride for about 3 weeks now. So I just wanted to say that and I just want to celebrate all people and I believe that everybody deserves to be equal and celebrated. And so happy Pride. I want to continue bringing on queer voices and queer friends, and I don't feel the need to be like, this person's queer, because. People are just people, and I just wanted to take a moment and celebrate and honor that. And thank you for continuing to fight the fight for equality and celebrate all people because all people are wonderful, and at the end of the day, we are all one, so we should be uplifting voices and people who don't have as big of a voice. So I hope to continue doing that with this platform. How I'm feeling right this instant, I don't love saying this, but... I was feeling a little bit envious because I had seen someone's story and they were having so much fun with their friends and I have another friend on a really cool trip and I'm super happy for them, don't get me wrong. I think just like a little part of me was like, dang, I'm having such a mundane day I'm having a good day. I went to the coffee shop, edited the episode, being super productive, but yeah, just feeling a little bit of that and taking this opportunity to remind myself that I still have a great life and I love my life. I'm so grateful that I can be my own best friend and I'm grateful that I know that now versus before. So, love. My self-love rating currently is... I would say nine out of ten. I'm currently in a situationship. How did I get here? But it's been meaningful in so many ways and I'm so grateful for all the great times. But I know that I deserve better and I'm grateful that my self-love has grown so much that I know that I deserve better. And so even though it sucks and it hurts to move on, I know that I will be better and I'm going to create space for not only myself and the friendships and relationships around me, but for someone who's a better fit for me whenever that time is right. Something that I'm working on is waking up early I looked up this article that summarizes Atomic Habits because I want to start waking up earlier and get more done and just do more stuff for the podcast and work, honestly. So yeah, I've been working on being waking up earlier and the first step is to start being home by 10. So I haven't been doing that the last three days, but today's a fresh start and so we're going to be home by 10. That's the first Step. Something that I'm currently loving is tapping so I know I talk about EFT tapping so much it stands for emotional freedom technique you don't always need a practitioner to do EFT with so on YouTube there is this practitioner called Brad Yates I will put him in the show notes but he's been so good especially for everyday resistance there was a period of time where I started getting financial scarcity mindset again and so I started tapping on that, and that has been really helpful. And now it's shifted towards like when I don't really want to do something like edit this morning, or I just am feeling resistance kind of like fear of success vibes. I have been tapping on it. So, in the show notes, I will put some of my favorite episodes or little YouTube videos that I've been doing so far because I know I talk about EFT so much, but and I there's a reason I talk about it so much and it's because it's made just such an impact on my life it really helps clear resistance and blockages like right in that very moment it's freaking wild how fast these changes can be it's almost like if anything is close to magic it's eft All right, I know I'm speaking really fast, but I'm kind of in a time crunch right now. So this week's episode, I'm very excited about it is with a couple that I truly love and admire so much. I was friends with Kendall since my freshman year of college at UC Santa Barbara the University of California, Santa Barbara. We were in the same sorority and were such good friends. Her and James' relationship, I've been there since the very start. That started our fourth year of college. I asked them both the same exact questions, but separately to get both sides of the relationship process. A major part of self-love and loving yourself is Choosing a partner that helps you love yourself more and loves you exactly for who you are in this moment. My favorite ever quote about love is by Ruby Dahl. What love is. One day you will learn that love does not hurt you or make you feel misunderstood. Love does not give you mixed signals or confuse you. Love is not one-sided or unsure about you. Love is not one foot in and one foot out love does not lead you on to leave you or let you go love grips you by the hand and makes you stay love listens to your thoughts and understands you love knows that you are not perfect but it still accepts you with all your jagged edges and scars love appreciates that you need time and it gives you space for your healing love does not make you feel unworthy no Love teaches you that you are worth everything and more. Love does not hold you back or stop you from flying. Love becomes a reason you spread your wings to touch the sky. And the most important lesson of all, love teaches you new ways to love yourself every single day. I freaking love that quote. One of the best things that you can do, I believe, for yourself especially if you want a relationship, if you see yourself having a partner, living with a partner, marrying a partner, is to choose a partner that really does love you. And so this is the first episode of many. I'm very excited to have other couples that I'm inspired by. Kendall and James was one of the first couples that I thought of. So I'm so grateful that they came onto this podcast with me and I hope you enjoy. James Morrison. Harrison. Oh my God. Why did I mess that up? I don't even think I have a friend that's also awesome. with Morrison. Let's just
2: pretend uh, that's that okay. didn't happen.
1: I'm super sorry. I... Harrison. That's all good.
2: James Harrison.
1: <laughs> Welcome Perfect. to Feelings State of Mind.
2: Thank you. Thanks for having me.
1: Of course. How are you feeling right now?
2: Uh I'm feeling alright. A little nervous, but you know, mm-hmm. I'm just typically nervous with uh with public speaking. I know this isn't public speaking, but you know.
1: It's still going out to the public, so it is it going counts. out to the
2: public. It does count.
1: It counts. What is your self love rating currently from one to ten? So ten being fantastic.
2: Self love rating. Hmm. I'd say probably uh, eight. I think I could give myself uh, more of a break when it comes to like work. Mm-hmm. I I am very motivated. I'm I'm very hardworking, and I feel like sometimes I let that overcome, you know, other parts of my life. I want, you know, there's other desires I have other than like progressing in the work and my career. So I feel like sometimes I let that overtake some of the other priorities in my life.
1: What that's a good rating though, still like eight yeah. out of 10. That's yeah. very solid. So congrats. Thank you. What more self-love stuff would you want to make time for if you were to prioritize a little bit less of work?
2: I think one big thing i want to do more is like during the weekdays be able to you know do the activities outdoors that i love recently it's been a lot of time spent with with our puppy which has been awesome but i love going biking i love hiking which you can do with the dog but bike rides i haven't really been able to find like a, a good opportunity to go out on the weekdays and, and get in a good ride I mm-hmm. could do it into work and I did that for a period of time I don't like getting to work all sweaty after biking yeah. in and they do have a shower but then you have to pack more stuff on your bike so mm. uh, I think that's one that I want to do more of I feel like the other one is just like trying to get out and see friends during the week a little bit more yeah um, I think that's been tough when I'm you know get home at six o'clock and then worry that oh I'm still behind on all this stuff with work so then I need to do a little bit more and it's just like a never ending. Never-ending cycle there, so. Yeah, uh,
1: I feel like with work sometimes it's always tough because there's always like more stuff that can be done. Yeah. But I think with this time, summertime, it's a cool time to be able to take advantage of how late exactly. it is, so that you can get yourself out there and do definitely, stuff. definitely,
2: yeah. And I think we we have a lot of fun activities planned for the summer over the weekends, so yeah,
1: uh, to
2: take advantage of that too.
1: Totally. Cool. Okay, so what's something that you're working on?
2: What's something that I'm working on? Let's see. So right now and you're talking about career wise. Or Or just in general. general. Like in your life. Hmm. Trying to manage like prioritizing, you know, time with Kendall, time with Mabel and then time to myself and being able to do certain exercise for example going on hikes going on bikes some of that stuff like I said can be with either or both of them Mm -hmm. some of that can't and Mm -hmm. just trying to like manage giving time to everyone who I want to my family my friends so that's just something that is constantly like every time I add a new responsibility like Mabel and front loading some priority there I want to kind of go and make sure it's balanced and so that's something that Constantly think about trying to make sure that everyone who I want to be given the time is getting the time.
1: Hell yeah! Yeah. By the way, Mabel is his cute puppy. Yes. yes. She's so big now.
2: Yes, she's just over a year and almost seventy pounds.
1: Yeah, she's the best though. Super sweet. She's
2: she's wonderful. We have to work on a couple things. She's very very excited all the time, so have to calm her down. Can't can't jump on every person that she sees. (laughs) Even her favorites, including Marg's, but uh, and she likes to dig in the lawn. So yeah. our landlord isn't uh, oh, no. isn't gonna love that. He doesn't know yet, but She's I'm a trying. Digger. Yeah. She is a digger, and every time every time she digs a hole, I try to go patch it. You know. <laughs> Then she finds that same spot over again. So it's oh, a, she
1: loves like a specific spot.
2: Uh, not necessarily, but okay. she knows if she's dug dug up a spot and you try to go past it, that's gonna be the spot she's gonna try to go.
1: Mm. Yeah, mm. yeah. She's like, this is my masterpiece, Dad.
2: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you could say that.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, she's honestly so well trained though. Like, I know she wanted to jump on me a lot when I came in, but she didn't.
2: She didn't. We've been yeah. working on that. She is very she's very people motivated and she's very food motivated so she wants to to please people i'd say for the most part sometimes she has her crazy hour and uh we call it the witching hour but um (laughs) that's the that's the moment when she doesn't always listen but otherwise she's uh really wants to please and uh will eat absolutely everything (laughs) just a little vacuum yes she is
1: what's something that you're currently loving
2: something that I'm currently loving. I'm actually really enjoying this period when Kendall's in Carlos and my relationship. We had 4 years of of dating and then, you know, just before we hit our 4 year mark, we got engaged and that was a really exciting period and so now, yeah, we're in the engagement period and wedding planning and that's started out a little stressful in terms of oh, what do we need to accomplish? even though we've got a lot of time until the the wedding. But it's been nice to be able to put some effort into that but not feel rushed. And just kind of enjoy the moment of, you know, being engaged, you know, living, living in this beautiful place and enjoying our time with Mabel. And there are a lot of periods in life where you can be really stressed about a lot of different stuff. But the fact that, like, our biggest stress is our work right now means that a lot of other things are going right for us. So i about that.
1: I love that. Does the engagement period feel a little bit different than the dating period? Hmm. Besides, like, having to plan for your wedding.
2: Is this, like, the dating Dating period so like like, after we've been dating for four years and like the proposal happened and <laughs> then we're engaged, or do you mean like the first six months? Of dating? Well,
1: okay, I feel like the first six months would be very different. But very I guess different. like okay, does it feel different being engaged?
2: To be honest, not too much. I mean, we had expressed like the desire to be committed and everything earlier on, and so I think yes, it's taking the next step in a way, but I always felt that we've been good about communicating on you know we're very committed to each other this is kind of the trajectory that we want to take and so I felt like overall it's it's been like a very easy transition in that sense
1: yeah Yeah. I feel like because I've been there since the start Mm -hmm. of y'all Kendall and James got together me and Kendall's senior year of college at Santa Barbara so yeah and it's always has been like very smooth and me and Vicky kind of knew from the very start like it was just such a strong relationship and we weren't surprise at all when both of you were like talking about getting engaged and then it finally happened and I feel like you both have talked about being engaged for a little bit like it wasn't kind of like a spontaneous it was definitely not
2: spontaneous um wasn't that we were planning two years ago but we knew that that was like the next step that we wanted to take and Kendall had always said I I would prefer a longer engagement so it's less stressful throughout the the engagement period and so you know in terms of the trajectory of our relationship it made sense to to do it now and while she knew it was coming because uh i wanted her to choose out the ring with me and that's what she wanted to uh it was at least somewhat of a surprise the day it happened, and everything along those lines.
1: Yeah, yeah. it was really special. It was yeah. super cute that he like planned the whole thing, and we surprised her.
2: We did surprise her. Yep, she was completely surprised about the after party. That was that was wonderful she wasn't sure exactly if it was going to happen on the day that i uh, that i did in terms of going to the the winery out in Livermore but she was very surprised by the photographer who pretended to be you know a uh, photographer for the winery wanted to get some marketing photo shoots photos taken and asked if we want to take photos outside and that's when i proposed in the vineyards and And it completely surprised her, even though she had known Ruby, one of Garrett's really good friends. Her brother, her brother's.
1: She knew Ruby, the photographer? She, She
2: knew Ruby's name. She knew Garrett had a friend named Ruby. But she didn't realize that that she didn't know what she looked
1: like. She didn't know what she looked like. Okay, okay. I was gonna say. I was like that was so obvious. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So. Yeah. Such a good idea. Yeah, it worked out really well. A lot of things fell in line. I had no idea about Ruby being a photographer that could work for us. Garrett had the good recommendation. Ruby was awesome. Super helpful with with the planning side of it. She acted like a professional, and so yeah, it it went really well. And it was raining the entire day up until we went outside first of all we were inside in like the basement of a of the winery they didn't have any like typical dining room or anything so since it was rainy they didn't have anyone sitting outside drinking wine so i wasn't sure what was going to happen i thought i was going to propose her in the rain yeah um but that worked out well and then when we went to, to her parents house it was you know still a little sprinkly but overall yeah. worked out well
1: And the sun, we got a really nice sunset. That was gorgeous. That was gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. And Garrett's her brother, by the way, her younger brother. Awesome. Okay, cute. Everyone got a proposal story, a little backstory. I butchered James' last name. It was super embarrassing. Harrison? I said James Morrison. Oh, my God. Kendall Llewellyn
0: Post.
1: Welcome to Feeling State of Mind.
0: Thank you for having me, Marks. <laughs> are you honored to be here? <laughs> of course, of course, with my soul system. <sighs> How are you feeling right this instant? I'm excited. I hope I don't get emotional, which is possible, but excited. <laughs> we'll,
1: see. I don't, we'll, see. Yeah, we'll see. You'll be the first person who tears up or cries if that happens.
0: I will accept that with honor. <laughs> if
1: that's the case. That is an honorable, it's a safe space. I know. what's your self-love rating from one to ten
0: right now i'd say it's like an eight because i think i've just been intentional about trying to have balance in my life find balance in my life like listen to what my body's telling me and i've been going to therapy for the last like six months which has been really healing and i'm proud of myself for prioritizing that so
1: yay yeah mm-hmm. fun fact kendall started going to therapy from our last podcast mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That, her.
0: that was, it was like, the final push that made me decide like i need to do this for myself and to build my self-love so
1: i'm so glad you did that and mm-hmm. i was i was honored to be that final push mm-hmm. how's it been going so far how often do you pe- see her right now
0: I see her once a week okay. and it's been good. We're working on like just reaccessing some of my emotions because as I've gotten older, I've like learned to suppress some of my emotions, but it suppresses like the positive and negative ones. Mm. And so I've been learning to like reaccess those and let them healthily express themselves. And yeah, it's been good. And I'm excited to continue on the journey because yeah. I feel like it's just the beginning. So we
1: stand by therapy. I love therapy. Yeah. Do you ever feel like you kind of run out of things to talk about, or do you normally have stuff that you want to talk about when you go in? Cause I'm kind of like mm-hmm. get into that point right now where
0: yeah, I feel like I do because there's also a lot of pauses. It's it's a 50 minute session, and like we take like pauses to breathe or do drawing exercises or things like oh. that. To try to not just process things through talking. So I feel like having different approaches throughout it, uh, like, helps with the flow. And yeah, I always have things to talk about, I feel like. Interesting. I think it's just, like, the approach that my therapist has includes, like, some more, like, art things and like just take I could talk the whole time if I needed to but (laughs) she makes sure that we take a break so I'm not just like cognitively processing things but like processing them emotionally and in my body too yeah
1: I think that's super healthy I love that that's awesome
0: maybe I'll get to that one point (laughs) okay maybe
1: (laughs) what's something that you're currently working on
0: Making sure that I am moving my body every day to like relieve stress because I don't always prioritize that. But just like getting outside in fresh air and going for a walk, especially if it's in nature, like definitely just helps me feel happier. So making sure I'm prioritizing that and having a dog helps with that. Yes, (laughs) because I need to take care of her too. So, what's your favorite way to move your body? Hiking, yeah, going on hikes and especially the last couple of months because of springtime and all the wildflowers. That makes me very, very happy to go. And I drive James crazy because I stop all the time. If there's a new flower that I haven't seen or taken a picture of, I want to take a picture of it. But yeah, I like outside and seeing the green and the flowers. Love! Yeah. What's something that you're loving? Ooh, I've been watching Daisy Jones and the Six, which is a series about a band in the 70s and it's just very much like my inner 70s girl vibe and the music's really good and yeah I've just been enjoying it and I don't watch a lot of tv so like when I'm excited about a show it's a nice thing it's a good
1: one it's a good one yeah you are into like the 70s vibe Mm -hmm. I love that Kendall's housewarming party when she lived in San Mateo was 70s vibe Mm -hmm. and it was super
0: cute but that also had like some 70s Yeah, it was built in 1974, and the wallpaper was still original, and it very much had that vibe, so that's why the theme was that, but I also feel like just the hippie... Era yeah. is like very much speaks to me very like yes. psychedelic focused time and and the music I like a lot too and the so. prints
1: I feel like are yes fun and cute yes and,
0: and the colors and yes stuff.
1: yeah honestly it's a it's like a fun happy vibe mm-hmm. which is Kendall sunshine right <laughs> <rhyme>, sunshine <sighs> get into the episode the meat All first. Right. What's your zodiac sign? Do you know your big three? I do. <gasps> Did you prepare it's easy for this? because it's
2: just one.
1: Oh, yeah, your triple Pisces. Yes,
2: exactly. Triple
1: water sign. Do you resonate with what the Pisces <laughs> uh, are known for?
2: I don't know if I, if I fully resonate. I think, you know, Kendall thinks it's not a match at all but i don't know i think i think in a lot of those signs there's like certain things that a lot of people can pick up out of it so i don't know Uh, off the top of my head i don't remember exactly what each of them mean but
1: i think the main characteristics for pisces are like emotional and dreamers that's right
2: that's right and yeah, Kendall's like, yeah, you're not the emotional one. You're the... Uh, yeah, you're logical. You're the logical one. And that's true. I mean, I, I think I'm still emotional at times and sure. certain circumstances. Like I think I'm I'm maybe quicker to to tear up if like my dad... I remember at my brother's wedding, my dad was giving a speech about my brother and, and his, his wife. And he was tearing Aww. up and that made me tear up. But other than that, I'm not super emotional so yeah but i am like right at the cutoff pisces is like february 19th oh. and that's my birthday so
1: what's the cuss of february aquarius Aquarius. yeah yeah Ooh. Ooh, maybe, maybe resonate more with the Aquarius sign. Yeah. I, I mean, always forget what the main characteristics are for Aquarius. But I was
2: supposed to be born on leap year, February 29th, so that would be like right in the middle of Pisces. But I came a few days early.
1: He was ready. <laughs> he
0: was like, "I need to be here now." Yes. Yeah. I like our host, Marks. Am a Sagittarius sun, yes, a Virgo moon, and an Aries rising.
1: Oh, okay, yeah, so we are both Sag Suns, Aries Rising, mm-hmm. you're a Virgo moon, and mm-hmm. I'm a Libra moon. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. okay. I honestly, because at first, I wasn't sure if James gonna know all three, but he's a he's triple,
0: a- so it's easy to yeah. remember. Yeah, but he might have told you that. Like everyone shocked when they hear that. It it, is. He doesn't express typical Pisces characteristics. No. So the fact that he's a triple is weird. It
1: doesn't make sense. But he also talks about how he's born on the cusp too. I'm so proud that he remembered (laughs) that.
0: (laughs) Yes, he is. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, so I was like, maybe he resonates with an Aquarius sun. maybe. I don't remember the main characteristics of Aquarius, I do you? don't either, no. Okay, yeah. Do you resonate with your triple...
0: In some ways, yes. Like, I think when you combine the three, I see a balance of all three in me. Like, I don't think I'm necessarily a typical, like, Sagittarius, like, wanderless free spirit person. But there's like, sprinkles of that within me. But yeah. I think when you combine the three, it, it makes sense with different pieces of me, I
1: guess. Yeah. yeah. How was the first date for you? What was your first impression?
2: Yeah, I remember a lot of good conversation. We, uh, uh we would... We're talking about studying abroad. She was in Boca del Toro. I was in Berlin. She was, she also talked about like being the president of the sorority, A.K.I.O. that you're also uh, an alumni of.
1: My president.
2: Yes. (laughs) Tour guiding and, you know, just growing up in Oakland and raising pigs, like all super interesting stuff. And I was talking about playing lacrosse in school, uh, balancing that with engineering, you know what I've been up to uh at home and kind of what my family's like so it was good it was it seemed like a very very genuine conversation it seemed like we uh it seemed like we had some things in common I thought she was she was nice and cute and it wasn't necessarily there was no pressure for it to be romantic of any sort you know sometimes you go on a dating app and you're like oh yeah let's go on a date and then it's like yeah this is a date not hey let's just go get to know each other so there was none mm-hmm. of that pressure which was nice but yeah I thought it was really it went really well, and it it was, it was a nice.
1: When you say that there was no pressure for it to be like a date, like it was more, was it because the date was more casual? Like it was a coffee shop or?
2: Yeah. What reduces the pressure? So I think, yeah, the fact that we both had plans for like afterwards and that's part of it. There's like no intention that, Hey, like if this goes well, we go grab drinks somewhere else.
1: No, like expectations. No, no no
2: expectations. And then because we had, we both had like this mutual friend it was like you didn't need to kind of clear the is this person crazy or not mm, Um yeah so that was big yeah I think I think those were kind of the, the two big things and then when you have enough to talk about and like you don't feel like you're trying to force it then pressure definitely goes down
0: I thought James was super nice he had a lot going for him like we had some things in common but not everything we weren't the same person or anything like that but I wasn't sure after the first date if there was like a spark or like romantic chemistry I was like yeah he's super nice and I've only heard good things about him but I was like I don't really know what's gonna go from here like I'm open to see what's happening but I'm not like obsessed with this person in this moment so yeah that was my first impression yeah I remember your advice
1: to me was like if the first day if date He doesn't knock your socks off. Like, it's fine. Give Mm it another chance. Mm -hmm. Why did you want to keep seeing her and going on... More days. Yeah,
2: yeah. You know, I thought she was cute. I thought she was kind. I thought she was interesting. I thought she like liked to go do you know various different things. Like the fact that she was comfortable going and living in in Panama for uh, a semester, and the fact that she took on like the leadership role of being a sorority president, tour guiding, and it it just seemed like we had a lot of similar interests in terms of travel and doing things outdoors, being a leader because I was the captain of the cross team. So it just kind of felt like a lot of similar aspects of our lives and yeah I thought you know what why not this is the last quarter for both of us we should see what this ends up as at the very least it could be a friendship so why not at that point
1: yeah yeah interesting yeah because it was kind of like the end like you were leaving so I'm sure that played a role like if you were gonna actually pursue something serious they would have to be a good potential
2: they would have to be a good potential and yeah, I mean, hearing that she had grown up in Oakland, I knew, well, at the very least, I have a friend in the, the Bay Area. Um, so you're if- from because I'm too. I'm from Palo Alto so just across the bay and if not if more than that then great but no need to put like put pressure on it at the moment like mm-hmm. that it has to be something because you never know and if it doesn't work out it doesn't work out but it's not like you're going to be seeing that person in in IV or in at UCSB like for the next 3 years if something if it doesn't work yeah. out so You have, like, there's the proximity sense of, hey, let's, uh, like, it's easy to go see each other if it does work out, or hey, we can have enough space if it doesn't work out
1: true yeah ivy ala vista the place where pretty much everybody lives if they go to santa barbara or s or the santa barbara city college
2: SBCC as well yeah Yeah.
1: um that's where we all live it is it's like it's small but big
2: it is it's one square mile of like 82 percent college students and everyone's living like 10 plus people in the house it's yeah.
1: literally considered a slum. From
2: yeah, pretty much. Technically. I mean, you guys' room <laughs> yeah. should not have fit three girls, probably shouldn't have even fit, yeah. like, one five-year-old girl, but... For real. We, <laughs> you guys made Kendall, it work.
1: Yeah, and our friend Vicky lived in a shoebox. Yep. <laughs> it was so tiny.
2: But you guys had an ocean view from just the middle bed, because you guys were we stacked did. on top of each yeah. other, so...
0: Luckily, Kendall
2: had that bit when I was
0: there. Yeah, that was fun. (laughs) I felt like he wasn't playing games, and I was, like, open to getting to know him more and seeing what could develop. He was just straightforward, and, like, I didn't feel like I wasn't sure where he stood. Like, I knew that he liked me, and I was enjoying getting to know him, and it just felt like easy like we were texting all the time but it didn't feel like we were having to force it at all I didn't feel like insecure at all um it's a big one I know which is I didn't feel like that in most other like talking situations but yeah I just felt really comfortable and it was just like Fun, just getting to know each other, and like when we were able to spend time together, and generally, I kind of just think the initial dating period was kind of like a slow burn where it just was building and getting better each time, and we were getting closer, and that was that was just like a nice pace of things, especially given that it was the end of college and there wasn't a ton of pressure around it. We were still doing things with friends, but like enjoying learning more about each other. It
1: sounds like it felt secure. Like, you felt safe and comfortable mm-hmm. in the process. Mm-hmm.
0: And, like, I could be myself and I didn't yeah. have to try to be someone that he would like. I was just being authentic and, like, felt good about that. Who liked who more?
2: That's funny. We we still joke about it uh, even now. But I think in the in the early period, I think I probably did a little bit more. But I think the reason behind it was that... Kendall was pretty nervous about her new position right as we were starting dating. She was a. Um she was interviewing for a job with the sorority national chapter, which is based out of Indiana. And she was really excited about that position, but knew that the day after her graduation, she'd have to fly out to Indiana and then be gone for pretty much a year. And so I think, you know, first few dates, I might have shown a little more interest. I was, I did ask her like to, to go on a, to meet again the second time, but I think it was pretty even throughout. She did say, I love you first. So, oh. um, that that did happen I was nervous if it was the right time for me to say it, and she said it so I was super happy about it and that was when we were camping and Sam Simeon
1: when was that how long in the relationship was that
2: let's see we'd started dating April 10th and that camping trip I want to say was maybe a month later oh most yeah oh wow that's kind of fast Maybe I'm I'm forgetting this. I don't remember exactly when when we went to San Simeon. Might might have been might have been two months in. No, because that's when it might have been. I think it was a month in because we we had first met February twenty first, and so we didn't become official until like April tenth. So I believe it was like sometime in mid May. Yeah. Uh, like a month or six weeks oh. later. Yeah. Oh
1: my gosh, cute. Yeah. It
2: it did move. I think it did move very fast. We. It helped out, like I said, we were in the last quarter of our yeah. of our schooling, and because we lived so close with each other, and didn't didn't have you know I didn't have the lacrosse commitment, she didn't have a lot of the sorority commitment at that point. Mm-hmm. It just it was able to move quickly, and we spent a good amount of time together. I think that yeah. that really helped in terms of like this this final date of you know June sixteenth, this graduation, and June seventeenth she has to fly out. I think it would have been really tough if, like, we could only see each other, like, once a week or something. Yeah. Then, yeah.
1: Yeah. No, yeah, because she knew she was going to be gone for a long time. And she also knew it was her senior year, second semester. So I remember her having yeah. a conversation with you on, like, okay, is this serious? Like, right. or should I have fun? Mm-hmm. So I guess was that, that was before you became official then. That would kind of
2: help, That conversation. Right. Let's see we we definitely talked about it before we became official we wouldn't have become official if it it wasn't part of the that makes
1: sense
2: part of the plan I'd say I think it was like I think I kept telling her you know what let's see like we don't need to make this decision this moment I want to progress the relationship and I think you do too so let's see where it goes and I just said, like, I'm willing, if this progresses in the the way that we're hoping, I'm willing to, you know, make it work long distance for, because it's a, a short period of time. Yeah. Relatively short, you know. Yeah. Nine months. If if it was, like, a unknown end date, I think it would have been really tough for both of us to be able to commit to that.
1: For sure. Yeah. yeah. It, I feel like we've talked about this before. It was, mm-hmm. it was doable because there was a light at yes. the end of the tunnel. Yes.
0: I feel like we liked each other equally. And I feel like that's why it worked because we were just on the same page. And I've kind of always felt like that, that there isn't too much of an imbalance. But that's how I felt. I don't know how James felt, but I feel like Stay it tuned was, to listen. Yeah, it was pretty <laughs> pretty equal. Maybe he liked me a little bit more the first like date or two when I wasn't so sure. Mm-hmm. But after that I think it progressed similarly on a similar like speed for both of us.
1: Did you feel like you could also show love and like not be afraid to do that because it felt safe like because you knew he felt the Mm -hmm. same too
0: yeah yeah and I think we also, we're communicating about that like pretty early on. We like communicated that we liked each other and like wanted to keep hanging out. And then like a couple months after we met, like communicated that we didn't want to see anyone else. And it was not like super fast. It was a speed that felt both comfortable for both of us, but then also reassured us that we were on the same page. So you felt more comfortable like being vulnerable, I guess.
1: What made you realize that you wanted to marry her?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. A few things, I think. First of all, it was always... It has always been, like, comfortable and easy relationship in the sense that I never felt like I had to stray away from, like, being myself. And we've had arguments here and there, but rarely argue, never have had big fights. It's just the communication has been there, and we just make each other happy. And so it was, like, it was kind of... There was never a point where it was like, Oh, you know what? At this moment I realized, Hey, this this is the person who I want to marry. It was always just like, Man, this relationship just keeps keeps growing in a great direction and like I'm really enjoying my time with her and like what do you want what would you want to be different with the person you marry and I could never come up with the answer mm-hmm. so kind of just it was over the first couple of years It was it was all all awesome moments and still still hard points doing remote uh doing long distance remote um <laughs> but yeah it was it was just always like you know you could always trust each other you could always we're having a good time with the other person. It just, it felt like it should feel. And so that's kind of why I knew that it was, you know, that it was going to turn out this way.
1: Oh, it just makes sense.
2: It just made sense. And it's not like, I don't think either of us are just like, just trying to slide by or anything like that. It was like, this is what I was expecting to feel when I was with, you know, when I'm with the person I want to marry. And so it's, it's been like that for for a couple years yeah
0: so a couple different things the first one was i am someone that like puts a lot of pressure on myself to be perfect and i am really scared to hurt people and if i know that like I hurt someone even if it wasn't intentional I like really beat myself up about it and have a hard time forgiving myself and I really just feel like I have to show up as the best version of myself for most people in my life and I don't feel that way around James I feel really accepted by him and i think the most important thing for me is that people like know that i have a good heart and good intentions and i know that he like fully knows that and sees that in me and i don't have to prove that to him and that just like makes me feel safe and seen and that he like knows who i am at my core and loves me for that and having that in a partner is what made me want to marry him.
1: (laughs) you're making me cry. I know.
0: (laughs) I know, yeah.
1: That's so sweet. Yeah.
0: The other thing that was, like, a really big realization of mine is, like, it's a goal of both of ours to eventually, like, have kids, and I felt like if I had kids with James and something happened to me and I wasn't able to be there for my kids, that I would, like, fully trust him to raise my kids, and he would do a great job both in partnership with me but if for some reason I wasn't there and that just showed me like how much I trust him and admire him and like know just like what a solid person that he is I know yeah (laughs)
1: he's a good one Mm,
0: he is he is
1: kind of going back to your first part Mm -hmm. like what does he do that makes you feel like you can be yourself and feel really safe compared to Mm -hmm. other people
0: yeah, there's a couple things. I think he really just like listens intentionally and like listens to try to understand and that's really important and then I think the other piece is jo- that I just like trust him fully. He's never broken my trust and I think that's a huge piece of me feeling safe and being able to be vulnerable and accepted is that my trust isn't broken so I think those are like the two main things and I also just know like his heart is very similar to mine he doesn't want to hurt anyone and is really kind and thoughtful and yeah just makes me feel like I can do the same I guess (laughs) yeah what was your biggest fight
2: so I don't like I said we haven't really had big fights I mean I think we've had we had some arguments. I'd say the the biggest argument was, it was it came around poor communication on both of our front on both of our parts. So, mm. uh, it was based around a trip uh, that we were planning to to go on with with some friends. It wasn't like any big trip. It was uh, just a, a more local trip, and there was communication that we were each having with various friends and I think we were both making assumptions about you know if this friend bailed like what would happen just things that you don't always think about think about but because it was more of a last minute trip the communication wasn't necessarily great between the two of us and it ended up certain like people had to drop out and then it became stressful on okay like what do we do with this you know with the people that we have left like do we still go on the trip and what, what does the trip look like now that we have to change our, our plans last minute because of A, B, C, D? And because we had both made assumptions about, oh, well, you know what, if this happens, then this. But we didn't communicate that when it came down to the time like, oh, this is what we need to do we weren't aligned and so it was just it was stressful in the moment because we were trying to figure out how to manage each other's expectations and emotions and not let down our friends with like hey you know what given this this and this happened we don't want to to do this trip or things like that so it was stressful in the moment but we worked through it and yeah I mean the fact that that's like the biggest argument I can think of is is pretty good yeah um,
1: I feel like both of you have pretty much been great communicators and yeah. been able to share feelings openly and yes. communicate well. Which is...
2: I think that has made the relationship work so well. Yeah, uh, and for sure. Kendall's a better communicator than me. Like I, <laughs> I give her full credit for that. So
0: there's not one particular like big fight that I can identify, but I think the theme that we struggle with is if I'm feeling like anxious or overwhelmed emotionally and I can't express exactly like how I'm feeling or why I'm feeling it in words and James just wants to help me but he doesn't know how I think that's when we've had like our most intense arguments is he's just trying to understand like why I'm feeling the way that I am and how we could have prevented it or what he did to contribute to it and in that moment like I can't process everything and put it into words and it it just is like a frustrating dynamic for the two of us I think. And he very much kind of is, like, coming from a problem-solving mindset, and I'm just, like, not ready for that. I, like, my brain just can't process, like, problem-solving or next steps or how to make it better. I just need to, like, sit in my feeling and let it pass. So I think... We've had a couple arguments around that, but it's more he just doesn't know how to help me and is frustrated and I don't know how to tell him how to help me and I'm frustrated. So I'd say that there's been like two or three times I can remember that coming up with like different random circumstances, but that's kind of like the theme and when we have more intense arguments, I feel like
1: what are your conflict styles like whenever an argument comes up Mm -hmm. or disagreement
0: i feel like we're both i don't know the the proper terms for this but we both are like trying to like attack it head-on like neither of us Mm -hmm. are avoidant we're both like maybe more confrontational i guess and you both the word yeah yeah
1: yeah and then not like a process like you don't need none of you you need time to like
0: um i sometimes if it i'm like really emotional i need time to be able to explain my emotions but I also want to like talk about how I'm feeling and I process how I'm feeling and make sense of it by talking so Mm. I like want to talk through how I'm feeling and try to work out why by talking through it I see (laughs) but that takes time for me and like I need to process the emotional piece first before I can get to like more of the solutions how do we prevent this from moving forward Mm. does that make sense
1: yeah yeah so would that all of that kind of be in the same conversation or would like the initial be like let me handle the emotions right Mm -hmm. now and then like later on as you're living your life you're like wait I feel like this is why it came up yeah
0: yeah and sometimes that's like later in the same day like once I've been Mm -hmm. able to like cool down a little bit emotionally sometimes it's like later in the week. But yeah, normally it's initially I just need to talk through and process the emotions and get through that like wave. And especially if it's anxiety, sometimes it feels a little paralyzing to me. So I, I need to like process it through Talking and I might say the same thing twenty times, but that's just what I need to do to like get it out of my body, basically. And then later we can have like a less emotion-filled conversation about like, okay, what happened leading to this? Like, what can each of us do differently in the situation moving forward so that we both feel better?
1: Have you ever felt at one point in the relationship like it wasn't gonna work?
2: That's a good question. No, actually, never. Never felt that that was the case. I think. Early on, there was I think we were both nervous that, oh, we don't know how long distance is gonna go, but I think we had a level of comfort that we trust each other, so there's gonna be honesty of hey this if this isn't working for one of us, then we'd communicate that, and that never happened it It was tough, definitely doing long distance, but you know when when that period kind of ended, it was like I said it was easy, we were we were constantly going, you know, this was the peak of COVID, so we're going to each other's houses, and that was kind of the only thing that we could do, uh, especially early on in COVID. After that, there was never a moment where it was like, ooh, this tough challenge. It, I think that's part of like when I've kept saying, oh yeah, this, this relationship has been fairly, or it's felt easy, like it doesn't feel like you have to do things that you wouldn't want to do to make it work. It just it it never crossed my mind that oh you know this this isn't going to work out
0: the only time when i felt like that was before we were like officially dating because it was my senior year of college his fifth year master's and before we officially started dating I had committed to doing the job as the consultant with the sorority so I was either going to be like traveling full-time or living on the east coast I didn't know exactly but I knew I'd like committed to six months of not being in California and like it would be long distance inevitably. And I wasn't sure if that was something he was open to. So when we first started dating, I like, or before we were official, but we were going on dates, I was freaking out a little bit because I was like, I see a lot of potential in this, like, this is the type of person that I see myself with, it's going really well, but, like, I just committed to this job that could get in the way of it, and I don't expect him to, like, want to dive into long distance pretty early on in a relationship, and I remember after... Like one of our dates, we had like gotten dinner in downtown Santa Barbara, and sitting in my car in the driveway of BY, and calling my parents and just being like, I don't know what to do. Like I'm freaking out. Like and telling them everything that I just said. And my mom was like, Kendall, just like take it one day at a time. You just you don't know what's gonna happen, and like you don't need to sabotage it or like walk away now because you feel like he might not want to do long distance. But once we got back from spring break we like had a couple more conversations about how we were feeling and where things were going and like he was very open to trying things out and doing long distance and seeing how it went so we both committed to that and it worked out
1: Be Wise big yellow that was the yes. name of our senior house I've always admired how you both in the relationship have always communicated. I guess like kind of where whenever things came up, like Mm -hmm. almost immediately.
0: I feel like both of us are just not the type of people to like let things fester. That's good. Yeah, I think
2: that's. I'm really not that
0: type of person because I will not be able to stop thinking about it and it will eat away at me. So I just like have to address it. Yeah. Head on. Do you get when nervous up. <laughs> how to say it though? Yeah, I mean, I definitely think through it a lot. Like okay. I will think in my head like how do I want to phrase this? How do I think he might respond? Like I kind of play through the conversation in my head first to prepare and to make sure that I am properly expressing what I'm feeling but like maybe for a day and then I just like need to do it (laughs) so that's
1: good yeah
0: what are your core values
2: yeah so first and foremost the people and animals are most like they come first so like family and friends that's like yeah that's that's number one you can't let those people down I would rather prioritize making time to spend with family and friends than just hey I'm I want to go not necessarily that I want to go like go on a bike ride but it's like I want to go do this thing for myself or like take advantage of this opportunity if if it means that I'm losing out on you know, spending the time with the family and friends. So that, that is important to me. The other thing is just like, be, be a good, honest person who's like mm-hmm. trying to make a positive impact. Whatever scale that is, doesn't matter. It's just like, yeah. there's only so much time that you have. Why not just be good and try to like live symbiotically with, you know, the people you're with, you know, the, the earth you're on, etc. So that's the other one. And, and the last one is just like be real, like be yourself. It feels like at least, you know, in college, there were a lot of people who like, you really question, is this person like actually like this when, when no one's watching? And if not, why not? Mm. Um, I try to be honest, you know, it comes back to honesty and trying to be a, a good person and trying to enjoy like what you enjoy and not be nervous about enjoying that with the people around you because you shouldn't be with the people around you if it's a big deal about
1: it yeah it makes you nervous like be yourself Yeah. yeah i love that
0: so i think these are both like some of my personal values and are like shared values the biggest one is kindness empathy and compassion towards other humans humility and generosity family and then always striving to grow individually and together and figuring out a healthy balance of that of like keeping our individual identities doing things that make us happy as individuals investing in our individual relationships and then also doing that like as a team and that like we're growing alongside each other what would life be like without kendall (laughs)
2: life without kendall let's see I wouldn't have a puppy. First and foremost, <laughs> it's
1: a it's a lot of work for one. It is a lot of work. Guy. She
2: she was the one who convinced me. Uh, thank you, Serena. If you end up <laughs> listening to this, no, but it's it's tough to say where I'd be and what I'd be doing. I think yeah, you know, it's it's a tough question.
1: I guess like what would your life be missing? Yeah,
2: I mean, definitely missing like a life partner. I definitely think of her as as a partner and a best friend. So I have a lot of good friends, but I definitely would be missing that. I'd definitely be looking for someone who would fill that that void if that was the case. So I think yeah, I'd I'd be looking for, for the, the partner that I'd want to spend the rest of my life with. Luckily I've found her. I'm 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 happy about that and we share similar goals, um, both for our individual selves and for, you know, a couple and, and a family. I don't know where I'd be living. I don't know. (laughs) There's a lot, there's a lot of question marks. You know, I, when we're long distance, it felt like we, you know, we were together, but it felt definitely felt like we were distanced. And at the time I was, you know, I'd moved back home with my parents from college and, uh, I was spending a lot of time with friends in, in the area, but Definitely felt like I was, yeah, lacking in, in, you know, the, you know, getting to spend time with with a significant other and, um, yeah.
1: What would life be like without James?
0: Yeah, I think, I don't know what I would be like, but I think I would be struggling a lot more and I think another reason like why I feel confident about wanting to marry him is that I like feel so confident that I'd much rather continue to build my life with him than without him and I feel like I would just have one less person in my life that i feel like really knows me and loves me for who i am and that's that's sad because i (sighs) want to have as many people in my life that feel that way about me and that i feel that way about them as possible because those like close intimate relationships are like the most valuable important thing to me so yeah i would be looking for another person like that to be my partner but i i definitely feel like i have that in him and that's what makes me really confident in our relationship
1: Okay. <laughs> I feel like I, at least, and I know, like, you know, Vicky and, like, all our other friends have always been super confident in their relationship as well ever since the beginning, honestly. Mm -hmm. Just because he has been, both of you have been, like, so straightforward with each other and, Mm -hmm. like, really, it was equal. I feel like both of you just, Mm -hmm. like, really cared about each other and I was never, like, oh, he doesn't treat Kendall well. No. He's always been, like, so great and, Mm -hmm. like... Ever since I met him, too, like, he's just, like, the sweetest human ever, so I am super happy that you both are getting married.
0: I know. It's crazy. It's so freaking crazy. I feel like it hasn't, like, hit me yet, but... Me neither. (laughs) Even though we have, like, multiple wedding things booked, I feel like I'm not going to feel it until it's, like, a month out, and then it's going to be like, oh, this is really happening. Yeah. (laughs) I'm excited. Even though she has a rock on her finger. (laughs) I know, but I forget to wear it all the time. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah.
1: Oh, my gosh. That's Uh, kind of surprising.
0: Well, I take it off because it's an emerald, and it's fragile, so, like, I'm not supposed to... Where it when I'm doing dishes and like um, if I'm going to be do, doing something with my hands like even like laundry I don't want to knock it on something yeah so I like take it off because of that and when I'm sleeping or like if I'm doing my makeup I take it off because I don't want to get makeup all over it and then sometimes totally. I just forget to put I it back on forget. before I run out the door I don't even
1: like rings so we'll see how that goes <laughs> yeah
0: I think you'll like the whatever <laughs> you end I'll up like with my... you'll love it like there me. there was one other thing Yes. I wanted to say that yes. like my, my mom and I are very close and I've gotten a lot of advice and wisdom from her when it comes to relationships and mostly like from her sharing her experiences with me and the like biggest piece of advice that's always stuck with me and I try to pass on to my friends is when she was dating in her 20s, her therapist would always ask her like, do you like the person that you are? with this partner do they bring out the best in you and I think that's like been a huge thing with me and James that I've like really liked the pieces of me that he brings out and that he makes me want to be the best version of myself but he also accepts me for where I am now and like I've never felt like I'm not good enough but I just want to like keep being better as an individual so I think for everyone in relationships like that's a really important question to ask yourself is like do I like the person that I am in this relationship and is it making me happy do I feel respected and loved and like does this bring out the best in me so
1: i love that that's mm-hmm. so good yeah
0: Just my mom's a... therapist
1: dude <laughs> your <that> mom, on. <laughs> your mom has such great advice laura yeah.
0: we love you yes <laughs> <laughs> i'm i'm sure she'll listen to this it'll be interesting okay. <laughs> yeah
1: Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I told James this too, but I just love both of you so much and respect and admire your relationship so much that it was so obvious that I wanted you both to be the first yeah. couple on the pod. Thanks so. for
0: letting us share our story. And I'm, I'm excited to hear what both of our answers were and how yeah. they're alike and different.
1: Thank you so much for listening to Feelings State of Mind. Any and all feedback is welcome. Feel free to email me at feelings.stateofmind@gmail.com at or DM me on Instagram at feelings.stateofmind. While you're at it, follow the pod on Instagram. If you enjoyed the episode, share this episode on your socials or with someone who you think would benefit from listening to that episode. If you'd like to donate to support the pod you can click on the link at the bottom of the show description if you're loving feeling state of mind podcast please rate review and click the follow button wherever you listen to podcasts thank you for all your support lovers and remember it's cool to feel